Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hello, you savvy, wonderful, mindful friend. I have an announcement for you. Over the past few months, many of you have reached out to me with similar questions and struggles, and I realize not everyone is able to participate in my one-on-one coaching program, Mindful Leader Satisfied Life, and my heart has been heavy to find a way to help you. I've listened and I've heard you, and I've worked very hard and I'm very excited to announce to you that I'm launching a brand new coaching program just for you. Cue the band, light the firecrackers, sound the alarm. The program is called the Three C's Lab. And what are the three C's? Confidence, connection, and calm. So you might be working on your career, you might not be working on your career. You might be working on getting a promotion. You might be working on just fitting in better with the people that you work with, not being as angry, not being as upset. Nobody can stand tall in their career, their relationships, or their life without a solid foundation. And this is what I work with with all of my clients. In the three C's lab, you'll learn the tools, skills, and techniques that will allow you to build that strong foundation so that you can be mindful and satisfied in every aspect of your life. It's part group coaching with me, part skills training, and part community. Mostly, you belong to a really welcoming group of people who care about you, your personal development, purposeful life, and satisfaction. Do you ever wonder how you could stop grieving something whose time has passed? Know if it is right to change jobs or change you? Create a hybrid work environment for yourself? Ask for a raise? Get promoted? Get noticed? Stop feeling empty when your life is so busy? Are you tired of waking up in the middle of the night worried about something you can't control? Trying so hard and not getting noticed or valued? Being frustrated managing someone who is passive-aggressive? and underperforming, worrying about your relationship and not knowing what to do, anticipating retirement and questioning your identity. The Three C's Lab includes this, weekly live group coaching calls with me via Zoom, a vault full of skills and tips, monthly interactive workshops with me where I'm training. This is not where I'm coaching people. This is where I'm giving you instruction on things like 
your ego and fear, your persona versus your identity, your energy, the drama triangle, and where you might fall on that triangle. Life transitions and necessary endings, knowing about the source of suffering. That's what's going to happen on the monthly trainings. There will be an online community where we can post and talk to each other all the time, a vault full of coaching and trainings in case you can't be on the calls. And this is the most important thing, life, time, access. No renewals, no subscriptions, no secret hidden messages. All of this, 2K. Yep, that's right. That's it. 2K, all of the above, and you are in for life. You will always have access to all the new trainings, the videos, the updates, and coaching calls. So go over to my website, maryleegannon.com, click on coaching, and follow the information to the three C's lab, confidence, connection, and calm. I'm really looking forward to having you with me. This is the first time I've been able to offer something at this level, and I'm really excited to help all of you who have been reaching out to me so that we can be connected, confident, and calm together. Looking forward to having you in the program. Hello, mindful leader and friend, and welcome to episode 65 of the Still Space podcast, the most dangerous risk of all. You know, I've been working very hard the last few months in creating my new program, the Three C's Lab. And one of the things that has been playing heavy on my mind and in my heart is that people put their dreams on hold. They discount their dreams for another day. The truth is the most dangerous risk of all is the risk of not doing what you want on the bet you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. I don't have a bucket list for this reason. I never have. I learned very early to make every moment count. I had four little children whose father died when they were all teenagers. This was on the heels of a very acrimonious divorce And not only were my children dealing with coming from a broken home, but now their father passed away. It was very difficult. And I adopted a truth, a noble truth for myself that every moment counts. And we must not live in pain, not live in agony. We must focus on what we can change and be the best we can be. Even when we were struggling after the divorce, on public assistance, and wanted something that we couldn't afford, I found a way to make it happen in my own way. And what did that look like? One night, the children wanted to go out to eat, and we never, ever went out to eat. I couldn't afford it. But that night, I figured if we all go out to eat and everybody orders water because the drinks are what's expensive and not making sense when it comes to nutrition, said if everybody orders water, we can go out to eat. And we had a ball. We had the best time. Another example of this is I wanted to live at the beach my whole life. That's all I ever wanted. When we were in high school and everybody said, well, what do you want to do? What are your aspirations? And everybody was listing, I want to go to medical school. Mine was I wanted to have a family and live at the beach. So I made that happen in a way that made sense for me. There was no way I was moving my children to the beach and buying a beach house was out of the question. I was trying to find a house house so that we could live and not worry about being homeless, which we were for a while. 
So I decorated my bedroom and the second floor of our home in a beach theme. I had little flip-flops on the wall, ceramic flip-flops and beach pictures, and I used to listen to beach music, and that was how I lived at the beach. It wasn't perfect, but it was my way. Then I decided I better pay attention to what I'm good at and focus on that in my career. And I think this is really important when you're thinking about your career, what your signature strengths are, how you want to apply your value proposition. You have to define what you're better at than most people. I knew, yes, I'm smart. I hated school. I always hated school, but I know that I'm smart. Yes, I'm tenacious. I know that I'm resourceful. Yes, I'm intuitive and strategic. This has helped me very much in my career. Yes, I am agile and can make changes very quickly, which is really important in business. But what propelled me to be CEO of many organizations worth up to $33 million is one simple thing. I get stuff done. Don't be as worried about what title you have. Be focused on what you're doing that is measurably noticed. Not just any stuff. I get the stuff done that nobody thinks can get done. The things that are really important for pivotal change. The stuff that widens eyes. The stuff that people say, oh, she'll never do that. Wait it out. She'll lose steam. I don't operate on steam. I find a way. Let me clarify. I am not the ever-ready bunny. That's for people who think working hard is a signature strength, which it is not. At the executive level, everyone is doing that. I harness my strengths, surround myself with people who have my weaknesses as their strengths, and I get out of their way so that innovation can occur. Now, this is where I have to insert, well, what does that look like, Mary Lee? Insert, this is, I raised money to open a new emergency room, a new hospice, a women's and infants care center, and a debut open heart center at a hospital on the heels of the largest hospital bankruptcy in U.S. history where everybody was saying, oh, no one's ever going to give you money. I used to go to the staff and ask them for money, and they would laugh at me and say, you owe me money. We didn't get raises for three years. And I'd say, you know, that must have been horrible. I can't even imagine what that was like. Tell me more about that time. So we created a connection there because they knew I wanted to listen to what it was like in the culture at that time, because I wasn't working there at that point. I was recruited to start this new foundation after that bankruptcy. And I helped them realize that we were focusing on helping the lives of our patients, not irresponsible leadership that hadn't Uh, managed the finances of the business very well. The business was now being run by another organization. And I got us back on to what is the mission here, not ourselves. 
And people that go into the business of healthcare, they want to help people. They want to see them thrive. They want to see them get well. And we were able to do that. And that's how I was able to be successful. And then I was recruited to raise money uh, in another organization where we raised money for a patient family pavilion, a garden of hope, remodeling a family health center. And the last thing that we just built was a brand new health center. Now, I have to tell you, when I was working on that project, the people that I was doing it for, (laughs) my own colleagues were saying, oh, she's never going to get that done. That's never going to happen. Just just wait it out. There's no way she's going to get that done. And, you know, that's probably not something that you should say to me because that lights a fire under me. It makes me want to do it more. But I knew I wanted to do it for our patients in these under-resourced communities that needed this healthcare center. They needed to believe that they matter. And that's what we were building, something they could be proud to walk into that wasn't in an old building full of who knows what where half of the office was on one side of the hall and then you had to go to the other side of the hall for the rest of your care or to check out. So how do I find a way to get stuff done? It's simple, really. I'm strategic and not afraid of rejection. I'm not afraid to hear no. I don't personalize it. I convert it or I move past it. Was I always known for getting important things done? Uh, Not really. Hardly. I was a stay-at-home mom with four little kids just trying to get lunch on the table and lucky if I had scraps that I ate myself on the counter because it was hard enough just to manage all of this, let alone the financial aspects of it. I was meek. I used to worry that people didn't like me, what people thought about me. I never really fit in or felt I fit in. I was one of the last picked for sports teams But I had a few really good friends, never popular, but I knew who were my friends. What changed? Not much. I'm still an introvert, anxious, don't run with the pretty people, don't get called for paddle like I'd ever play paddle, but I do love pickleball, and still have really great friends. What I do now is I know what to do with the crippling of all emotions, shame, doubt. Shame and doubt. Doubt stems from shame, right? That's why I call it shame doubt. Doubt comes from shame. And we don't think that we carry shame. We all carry shame. Every single one of us. Some of us know better how to live with it so that it doesn't lead us. We lead it. And you may think you don't carry shame, but no, it lives in many forms. Imposter syndrome, perfectionism, cynicism, personal agendas, you know, that person at the meeting that speaks just to be heard bureaucracy, command and control leadership, posturing, assumptions, frustration, expectations. I have been coaching for a very long time and people will hire me for all kinds of reasons. But the real thing that always needs to be dealt with before they can have anything else that they want is to get out of the way the doubt that comes from not believing in themselves 
and that shame. And it creates a very needy ego. And when I learned to lasso that and coexist with it, not turn away and fight against it, everything changed. Everything changed. That's how my clients fast forward to what they want without the learning curve. You don't need another degree, a self-help book, a certification, or any other modifier to advance and feel satisfied in your life. You don't need to wait until retirement to do the things that you want to do in your life. As a matter of fact, I would encourage you to definitely not do this. Lots of people will tell you create a bucket list Why? I work at a hospital. Let me show you the rooms full of broken dreams that didn't occur because people waited too long to heal their relationships, to connect with people, to find calming strategies in their life, to build their confidence because they couldn't lasso shame. You know, I've been coaching executives for years and there is one common theme that runs through every single person that I help. When you learn to believe in yourself in a way that you can quickly identify doubt and know immediately what to do with it before it hijacks your persona, you position your uniqueness in a way that draws people to you You move with grace in that space and you get stuff done. You're a must-have, period. That's all there is to it. Quickly, simply, it boils down to one thing. You don't need to learn another skill. Learn how to master yourself. And I watch people spend gobs of money on very expensive degrees and conferences and all types of things that are external when everything that needs to shift is internal, right? But that's harder to address because we are so fixed as a culture on what it should look like. Just pick up Instagram, TikTok, whatever social media you prefer, and it will show you what you should look like, sound like, if you're having a great life. And if you don't have that, oh, well, then you're not having a great life, as is evidenced by the fact that we are the most over-medicated country in the world for depression, because we're living externally. So again, don't wait to retirement to do the things that matter to you, do them now, set your priorities, draw boundaries around what's important to you. A boundary is just an invisible line between what you will and will not allow. Connect with people. But this requires a management of self. This is what I coach around. You can take all the classes and leadership skills and all of these external things are all out there. People who come to me come to me because they want to know how to manage themselves. Because if you can't manage yourself, you can't show up happy, connective with executive presence as somebody who's a must-have, as somebody who can go to sleep at night and sleep through the night and feel rested in the morning, not waking up with anxiety. 
Nobody has life aced all of the time. But if you don't have a tool belt of things that you do, practices, routines that you do, this is why this podcast is called The Still Space. Because in my opinion, if we can't find a still space to go inside to ourselves when we are angry, frustrated, have assumptions, expectations, all of these thoughts, emotions, and behaviors that don't serve us, if we don't know how to deal with those, our life is out of control. And then we start overcompensating by working too much, withdrawing, and that has a myriad problems associated with the diversion and aversion from things that need to be resolved. Give yourself the gift of a still space moment where you can just take a very deep breath, feel that breath going into your nose, down all the way into your diaphragm, and releasing it. Give yourself the grace of pause moments like this where you can say to yourself, whatever you need to remember to stay in this space of your unique divineness. And that might be reminding yourself that, oh yeah, I do this sometimes, all is good. If you're religious, that might be, God is for me, all is good. If you're not religious, that might sound something like, the universe has my back. Whatever it is that keeps you grounded, these practices, these routines are essential to keeping us out of the external life of comparing ourselves to everybody else on social media, thinking we're being judged, thinking that we don't deserve to have everything that we want right now because I'll wait until retirement or later on to do that. The moment is now and you deserve it, my friend. You are awesome. So one thing today, just do one thing today. Write down whatever that mantra is that serves you. I mean, for me, it's God is for me, all is good. When I am upset about something or perseverating on something, I take a very deep breath, pause, and get very much into myself, not externally, I go internally and say, what's bothering me here? Oh, I see that. Yep, I forgot. God is for me, all is good. The universe has your back. Know what it is that grounds you. You deserve to give that to yourself. And I'm wishing that for you today because you deserve it. All right, my friend, have a great day. See you on the next episode. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me.